0: Do you remember planning your wedding? Are you planning it right now and thinking, why is this so stressful? You're not alone. With budgets to juggle, big plans to make, and friends and family to keep happy, wedding planning has become less about fun and more about work. Wedded Wellness is here to provide health and wellness tools to ease your stress and create routines that enable you to remain calm and strong on your big day and beyond. Because stress will always be with us. And what better than to cultivate wellness and identify your best self as you move into any stage of life? This is the Wedded Wellness Podcast. Hey friends, Ashley here. Thanks for tuning into the Wedded Wellness Podcast. So I recorded this episode a little over a week ago, and if I would have guessed that we'd be here right now, quarantined in our home, I I might have laughed out loud, but That's our reality right now. All of us are, or most of us, I should say, are at home and our lives have changed completely in a matter of days. And so now more than ever, we are asked to manage our stress levels and we need to do that so we can come out ahead of this situation. Wedded wellness brings tools to manage stress and grow individually and in your partnership so i'm i'm committed and i'm pumped to bring out some extra content over the next couple weeks You'll see some bonus episodes. Um, follow along on Instagram. We'll do some digital workshops. I'm even bringing in together some support groups to allow brides to share, brides and grooms to share with one another how they're feeling about this this time and their ongoing wedding planning process. So I'm just here to remind you that none of us are alone right now. If your wedding was canceled or postponed, if you're unsure of your job status, or you're you're self-employed and you're scared like me, you're not alone. Just remember that. Okay, so it actually worked out really well that today's episode is something that you can do at home. It's feng shui. So if you're not familiar with the shui, you're in for a treat. Rachel Leslie, um, a Twin Cities real estate agent and master feng shui consultant, really breaks down what the practice is, how it's truly a journey over a long period of time, and how your home can mirror your everyday life. She offered up a few small suggestions for my bedroom, and I've already applied those and felt a big shift. So it's very cool. All right, let's get to the episode with Rachel Leslie. Hi, listeners. Ashley here chatting with Rachel Leslie today to talk about feng shui, one of my most favorite topics. Thanks for being here, Rachel. Hey, you're welcome. Glad to have,
1: or I'm glad you're having me.
0: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> um, we met at... A super fun event, the Merry Hour, a couple, I don't know, months ago, maybe? I think it was like January. Yeah. Yeah. So, Rachel is a realtor and a feng shui consultant. Um, will you tell us about yourself, how you got into this, how you apply it into the world of real estate, which is awesome? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I got into it, it's been 11 years now. I started studying it back in 2008, and I got certified as a feng shui consultant in 2009. And now I'm a, also a fung, considered a feng shui master consultant just because I've done so much training over the years. That's awesome. Um, you know, the funny thing is it started with a, a vision board, honestly. Mm-hmm. I had, um, my oldest, my only brother had passed away and I had started to look at like, what am I doing with my life and what do I want to do? So I just put some things on a vision board that I thought I would be nice to do and starting a business was one of those. I wanted to help people be organized and be clean. And then I had put feng shui on the vision board because I thought, well, that would be great to know more about. I didn't even really know what it was honestly, <laughs> just put it on at there. the time. And then I started meeting people that were like, hey, you've talked about wanting to learn more about feng shui. Well, there's a woman that teaches classes here in town. Um, she's speaking at this event. Oh, I'm taking classes with her. So it was like the universe just kept bringing it to me. Yeah. And so then I eventually started taking the classes, and um, I took the classes with international feng shui expert Carol Heider okay. at the Wind and Water Center, and um, that's kind of how my journey began.
0: So for someone that's brand new to the shui, what what is it? Um, and how i mean like where do we start in this world as a as me as a homeowner someone living in my space like what does that even mean feng shui well it's it's pretty
1: simple the um definition of it is wind and water oh i didn't even know that yeah okay and so wind and water the two things they have in common is they're all about movement okay and shifting and flow and feng shui is all about creating a harmonious environment um with you know, you're with everything that you have in the space. So it's about looking at ways to adjust energy and make sure that your life is supported in the environment that you live in. So people sometimes in this world want things fast. Like I always say feng shui isn't fast food. It's- <laughs> okay. It's not fast food. Good it's to know. A not McDonald's. process. Yes.
0: Yeah, it does. It takes a long yeah. time, right? You, like you learn the principles and you apply it over, what do you say, years? Well, I like
1: to say, so in feng shui, we use a bagua map. And I know you wanted to know more about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's one of the tools we use to um, superimpose on your floor plan of your home. And so in feng shui, there are nine aspects represented in a bagua map. And so when you overlay that bagua map on your floor plan, you can see where those nine aspects of your life are represented in the home. So that's when you take... For instance, like your partnership area, we're going to be talking a lot about that today,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and you start to know where that is in your home. It can change how you lay out your furniture or what you put in that area, or if you're missing a piece of your floor plan in that partnership area, you want to do some things to make sure that...
0: Calling in that energy and activating that energy. So when you say you're missing it from the floor plan, so everyone Google Bagua. I had to do this when I learned about what this was because a Bagua it's a visual representation. You need to see it to understand like what it is. It's like a map essentially. You lay over your floor plan of your house, and if okay, so you're saying if something is missing, if I you know I'm speaking to my house specifically is shaped really weird. So if you lay this Bagua over the the floor plan and there's Mm -hmm. a space where there's nothing in the floor pen of our house so then what do we have to do to activate it that
1: that that could be as easy as placing a mirror there to to, uh, project the energy and complete that area of a bagua okay so when i say a bagua area and an aspect of your life it's really the same thing because the bagua map means mental compass so it's it's basically a tool to help you mentally look at your house. And see it from that bird's eye view. hmm And so if a piece is missing, you might go, oh my gosh, I've been trying to call in love and I have a missing piece in my partnership area. Okay. Now that I can put a mirror there, you put a mirror on the wall to complete that area and activate that partnership area once was once missing, then you can start to call in love in that area. Okay. Does
0: that make sense? That does. Yeah. yeah. I love that. So, okay. Another question about the Bagua partnership area. Do, if you are in partnership, do you spend a lot of time in the partnership area? Is that something you're supposed to do? Well, it's
1: not a matter of supposed to, Okay, Like I never want to should anyone to death. No shoulding. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, it just, it's really going to depend on like, are you having a close relationship with your partner? Then I would say, Hey, maybe it's time to look at doing something in that area. If you're feeling like you're growing apart, okay, or you're really having an intention of like, hey, we want to have more date nights or just more quality time, you know, staying in and like reading or hanging out and talking, then that might be a great place to do something in the home. Mm-hmm. Like putting two chairs in that room with a round table so that you can have your
0: morning coffees oh, together. Oh, simple and sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. So where is the partnership space in, on the Bagua?
1: Well, when you, when you Google the Bagua map, you'll see... It's the pink area okay. of the bagu map. And um, in feng shui, you can adjust energy with color. So that's one way you could adjust energy in the partnership area is adding pink to oh, that area okay. to activate it. Because you're trying to call in more love. Pink bedrooms. Here we go. Maybe. Well, and there's, <laughs> there's a lot of ways you can do it. Subtle ways you can do it. Okay. most men probably don't like pink, right? Mm-hmm. Or or if you have a another partner, they might not like Pinks and yeah. maybe you don't like pink. Yeah, so you can use other earth tones like yellow and taupe or blue. Okay, those are also earth tones. Good. And so I'm speaking about um, elements of nature. So that's another way you can adjust okay. energy is using the elements of nature. Like I said, feng shui models nature. So in nature, there's a five elemental cycle, and this can get to like feng shui has a lot of layers. So I'm going yeah. to kind of a deeper layer. But I'll just quickly say that the five elements of nature are water, wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. Okay. And so to create balance, right, in nature, you want to have all of those elements. So that's why in your home you want to try to have a balanced environment by having all of those elements represented in your home. In some way.
0: Yeah. Okay. That helps. That helps me a lot. Pink. Partnership Fagua. <laughs> you're writing these down, everyone. These are good. <laughs> yeah.
1: And like and you know, the feng shui five element thing can get you know, it's a lot to learn. So just take that lightly and, and when I um when I bring that up, it's just because um that's one way you can adjust energy, right? We talked about color modeling nature. So if you want more fire then add some candles, right? Like that would be a way oh, to simple. implement yeah. fire. Yeah. Or if you want some more, you know, calming effects then have a little water fountain in an area where you can just meditate or relax so that's just how like a like, little
0: water fountain like a little i know you're talking about yeah it. okay so
1: that's how you implement some elements of nature to create some different energy
0: okay yeah helpful yeah so if someone is just starting out like i feel like we've gotten a good overview of what feng shui is and how it works with the relationship with nature if someone is starting out they just bought their home and they're gonna think like this where do you have? Where do you suggest that they even start? Like, get a bagua and what? Well, the
1: first step is getting an accurate floor plan. Okay, which home. I did
0: not provide, Rachel. I drew it out. It was
1: really bad, it's but okay. Good to know. Yes, good to know. So, if you want an accurate way to look at the bagua on your home, that's what you need: is the scaled blue plant drawing of your floor plan. Where do you get that? You can draw it. Okay, and there's, there's scaled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can draw at scale. There's websites that you can use to help you. Okay. You, I should know the name of those, but I don't have anything coming to mind right now. We'll link it in the show notes, so don't worry. Okay. And then um, sometimes you can get it from your builder or okay. the person that you bought the home from might have it. Um, and sometimes nobody has it, so then you've got to create it, like I said. hmm Okay. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing would be to get, a, then you get a bottom map. Or you find a feng shui person to help you, but there's, you know, there's tons of books. I know a lot of people read about it and try to figure out themselves too. Um, And so the way the Bagua map works is it starts with the career part of the Bagua map at your front door. Career at the front door. Yeah. So the nine areas of your life that are represented in your home are career, and then the second one is knowledge. That's all about self wisdom and inner. Inner growth you know, learning, continuing to learn and grow intellectually, and then there's family. So that's your immediate family members, okay, and children, and then there's wealth, and that's obviously about money, but it's it's also about things that just make you feel rich and abundant. Abundance, yeah, it's yeah. really what it's about. And then fame and reputation is another area.
0: Fame and reputation. Mm-hmm. I don't even. I don't think I realized that was in there.
1: Well, what that means is, are you well known for? teaching yoga and what you do right that's a that's a form of fame and reputation or are you well known in the neighborhood for hey she's a friendly neighbor oh my gosh ashley she's so great her kids are so kind i don't think they say that (laughs) i'm sure they do (laughs) or you know be known as a really good accountant or realtor right that's a fame and reputation or hey she's really great at softball Mm -hmm. it could be anything Mm um and then the other one we already talked about which is partnership which we'll be talking about more mm-hmm. and that's about people that you partner with not just romantically but it could be in business also or maybe you partner with neighbors it's you know it's about collaboration really mhm and then and then there's also a section called children and creativity so that's the area of the home that would represent any children that you have and your mental clarity and creativity
0: it's funny that those are together because mental clarity and children for me like what
1: yeah
0: that's okay but creativity i get that That well and think of this
1: children have a way of just tapping into their creativity naturally because they are just you know they're just think they're just they can they don't have a lot of you know years of thinking about what they you know, or worrying about how things should They're go. not conditioned like Yeah, they're that. not conditioned. That's yeah. what I was mm-hmm. going for. So they're really open. And so having access to that as an adult is really huge. Mm-hmm. Then the, the eighth one is helpful people. So helpful people is anyone that helps you in your life. You know, like I said, accountant, realtor, yoga teacher, um, travel agent. Mm -hmm. All those people, Mm -hmm. house cleaner,
0: painters, right? That's when you're helpful people. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then the um, middle of the Bhagwa is a yellow section for health. So that is really the center of everything, right? If your health is your wealth. So if you don't have your health, you're not able to go out and live your life necessarily the
0: way you want. But that's the really key. Huh. area right in the middle that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah where would spirituality fall in the bagua maybe that's a question probably
1: answer. in the knowledge area okay it's about inner wisdom and just knowing yourself yeah yeah okay mm-hmm. cool that's a good question yeah and probably in health too if you really wanted to think about it but
0: yeah okay so nine elements cross is that what you call them nine I'd call them nine
1: aspects aspects yeah
0: Okay. Yeah. Have the Bagua. hmm And, okay, so you said we get the floor plan, you get the Bagua, and we can we can look at it from there. Yes.
1: Yeah. And you have to know where to start the Bagua. So, like I said, you start the Bagua with the career section placed at the front door. So, that's probably the third thing. You need
0: to know where your front door is because that's the mouth of Chi. So, when you say front door, and I was asking this question when Rachel entered because our the door that we use is not our official front front door. And so is it the, I mean, in the floor plan front door or is it the front door that like is utilized most?
1: Well, you have this is a good question. You have two front doors basically. Yeah. So when you drive up to Ashley's house, the driveway, you look at the house to your left and you can choose from one or two doors. Mm -hmm. And in your case, it's really the one that you're choosing to be your front door. Okay. Is your front door. And, and and the way they're both on the same side, so you
0: will still start the Bagua in the same place for your house. But the mouth of the chi. Yeah. Like that to me, that's a lot of weight. Like, this is the, the mouth of the chi. And by chi, you mean what for someone that doesn't know? Chi means energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's, it's like a river, right? The river has a mouth and a source. And this mouth, the mouth of chi, your front door, is the source of where all energy comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's all about bringing good energy and then protecting you from any negativity as well.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: The front door is one of my favorite areas to talk about. I could talk about that all day. Um, And I've done a lot of things um, at my front door in the past and had a lot of good results quickly.
0: Like what? Like what, what little things can people think about with their front door?
1: Well, dressing it up like, if you want to feel abundant and you want to feel rich and you want to get some new energy and juju coming, dress up your front door. When I say dress it up, it can mean painted a color. Mm-hmm. I love colored doors. Um, they attract energy from, you know, it's easy for people to find your house. If you're like, hey, I have the house with the yellow door. No one else on the block mm. has that door. And they're like, oh, great. Easy to find you if I've never been there. And it's also very eye-catching. And so a lot of energy goes there. And it's bright, and it's beautiful, and people are just like, oh, cool, pretty. I like that. Mm. Um, So it's easy for good luck and good fortune to find you if you have, you know, a colored door. A lot of times they say red door. That's probably the most auspicious. And when I say auspicious, I mean lucky. Oh. And red is the color of abundance, and it's just a high-energy color. If you see red, it's going to catch your eye, Mm -hmm. especially depending on what part of the country you live in. We live in Minnesota, so we have a gray sky today. And if anyone's got a, a lot of color at their front door and potted plants, that's also another way to dress up the front door or putting a welcome mat there that you think is super cool or maybe it's mm. super colorful and displays all the five elements of nature, all the five, all the colors that you see on the Bagua map, that's also really nice to bring balance to the home.
0: Mm. That's i love that because it's just sometimes you're like i don't know i just like this rug i'm gonna grab it yeah but this gives you so much more direction mm-hmm. with a small space that is pretty significant if you're entering it and exiting every single day millions of times mm-hmm. so like that's i love that that's... yeah
1: and some people don't use their front door because they have a back door or a side door to their garage so i encourage everyone to start using their front doors that's that's bringing new and, you know, letting go of old energy, bringing new energy in every time you open and close it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we talked front doors. We're going to talk um, the partnership space, or I'm, I think we're going to talk bedrooms specifically. Yeah, I associate those one and the same, but they're not necessarily the same place. No, they aren't. Okay.
1: So when I do consultations with people who want to work on that area, we definitely focus on the partnership part of the Bagua, and then we also... I like to spend time in their bedroom because that could be telling a
0: whole different story. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about bedroom mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. So we talked a few simple practices with the front door. What about any like big no-nos? As someone, you've got a new couple, they bought their first house, they're really excited. It's theirs now. Like what are some feng shui no-nos? And can we just talk about bedroom? Do you want to just talk about no-no's in the Does
1: bedroom? Does that help? Let's start with bedroom. I think it's helpful to There's focus. so many. <laughs> There's so many areas to
0: focus on. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah. no-no's for your bedroom, feng shui, overview. Yeah. Go.
1: <laughs> and, and I want to say the bedroom is super important because it's a place you spend so much time
0: in. It is. And we don't even, re- I mean, we don't think about it, right? right? We're sleeping, but we spend so much time there.
1: Well, we're doing things in there. Sometimes we're watching TV, eating. Do texting, working, working, yikes. Um, what else do we do? It could be knitting in there, reading, right? Anything, yeah. So, um, definitely you want to make sure you've got the three R's in there, that's really the purpose of the room. So, the three R's are resting, rejuvenation, and romance. Okay, that's the main things that you want to do in there. So, that's why the don'ts come really easy because sometimes I see people, you know, it depends on your space. I mean. If you've got to have an exercise piece of equipment in your room just because of a small space, that's totally up to you. However, when, I think, when you think of everything as intention with feng shui and energy, everything as energy, mm-hmm. then you're going to start to rethink, well, do I really want a bike, bicycle in my bedroom or a treadmill in my bedroom? Because this room is for rest, relaxation, or rejuvenation and romance. So if it doesn't fit into any of those three categories, it maybe belongs in another part of the house. Yeah. And when you're sleeping, you don't want to be thinking about movement or exercising, right? It's not, that's not a restful state. Mm -hmm. And the bedroom is a lot, it's a lot of earth energy and exercise is fire energy. Mm -hmm. So those are two elements of nature that, you know, contradict each other in that particular moment. However, candles are really good if you want romance, right? To heat things up in there. Get some candles going. Get the romance going. Mm -hmm. So that's how fire can be good in your bedroom. Okay. Yeah. Um, And then some other don'ts would be um, having a lot of technology in your bedroom. Yes. Computers, TVs, um, electronic blankets, anything else that you can, you know, sometimes we have our cell phones really near us. I also have a few um, EMF patches on my
0: phone to reduce yeah
1: to reduce the electromagnetic fields that come from the phone
0: it's not you put it on your phone mm-hmm. yeah okay because i know there's like other things you can do unplug your wi-fi and like right. do stuff like I, that's another episode everyone that's
1: <laughs> like, another yeah. episode that's a whole another chapter Ugh. on le-
0: less emfs um but if you want to
1: know more about lessening the effects of EMF, there's a great website, LessEMF.com.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah
1: right. And there's products out there that you can find to help you but lessen just, the effects of certain products that you have. Computers. But you, again, you
0: don't want to have those in your Don't bedroom. even have them in your room, is what right. you're saying. I love that. Okay. Simple. Right? Yeah. And if you do Maybe watch, not. you know, if you're
1: working <laughs> or doing something on your laptop, at least when you're done in your bedroom, then take it out to a different room so you're not having it in the room when you're sleeping. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And and even try the experiment of like not having not even using your computer a few hours before bed. If you're having trouble sleeping, I would say, yeah, that would be worth it. Like maybe you just can't have that work on your computer before bed. If you right. can't sleep or you can't sleep the whole night,
0: um that would be
1: possibly a cause of that
0: sleep hygiene people call it yeah, that. yeah. i like love that's exactly what it yeah. is if you want to have a good night's sleep you take some precautions and mm-hmm. it works okay so you said yeah. you said the three r's and then removing those technological yes
1: no exercise equipment um, lessening technology in your room um and also having furniture that's proportionate to the size of the room okay so if you've got huge furniture in a small room you might have to rethink that or rethink what's in there. Um, so the thing that's really important, and we're sort of talking about do's well, we when we talk about the yeah, don'ts. Do's right? don'ts. Yeah. yeah, do's and don'ts. Yeah, do's and don'ts. So when you do place your bedroom in the room, you want to put it in the command position. And so when I say that, I mean the position of the room where you can see the door so that when, you know, somebody comes in, you can see who's coming and you have time to react, whether it's your dog or your child or an unwanted person, you know, in the room. If you're doing private things hmm. and your friend happened to come over. Or your child you, or something. Yeah, something, <laughs> right. Yeah. So the command position just lets you see the, the greatest view of the
0: room. So is that when you're la- So if I'm in my bed and I'm laying down and I can't see the front door, is that a bad thing?
1: If, if you can't see, like in this particular room that we're in, the the wall... There's a wall here that has a window, and that's the this is, would be the command position where this chair is. Okay. So it's the chair is actually facing the door for people listening. So this would be the command position. And over here, this would be, they'd be a little bit vulnerable to the door because the door is kind of to the side in this particular mm. room. Okay. So you want to put your bed along a solid wall, and then you want to have a headboard. Okay. So those, and, and when I say headboard, I, I mean a solid headboard
0: because that's a, not a, like a painted on one right got yeah, it okay. a solid headboard
1: so it could be wood it could be fabric and i just say don't have the ones with the railings i mean people have those um and that could be a metaphor for you feel like a prisoner in the relationship <gasps> i mean G-L, i'm yeah. and it doesn't always play out some people are like oh i'm fine but i'm like well then i might say well is it if you have a headboard like that how is your relationship? And they might say, oh my gosh, it's great. Or they might say, gosh, I, I do feel a little trapped. And so then I would say, oh, well, perhaps that is the metaphor for the relationship and the energy of that headboard. Hmm. And maybe you want to switch the headboard. Maybe you just want to switch, you know, let that person go, right? That's something to consider. Mm-hmm. Um, so having a headboard just gives you support for your life and your relationship.
0: <laughs> I would never have thought that. The yeah. headboard. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool.
1: Yep. And then another
0: don't is storing a lot of clutter or any clutter under your bed or anything under your bed. Right. You've heard this before? I ha- I've i heard this before and I've definitely taken it to heart and cleaned everything out from underneath our bed. I, don't, I can't say that it, like changed anything necessarily, but I sleep really well and have a pretty good relationship, so maybe it's because of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure it's a lot of factors. Yeah. And um,
1: you know, it may not be something you really notice right. either that's one of those things. It just depends on what you have under there. And if like, you know, somebody's single or even somebody's, um, coupled up, you know, sometimes you might tend to store things that you don't use a lot. So I've, I've heard of people who have like, Oh, let my letter from an old boyfriend or pictures of things from the past. And so those could be things that could be energetically like, you know, bogging you down from (sighs) creating the relationship you want now. So that's just one example of what might be under someone's bed, right? And there could be lots of things under a bed. Um, but if you're a person that's having some trouble sleeping or having anxiety, I would look under the bed. I look under the bed. and Or just if there's nothing under there, then just clean it or move the bed and vacuum or, you know, dust under there. Like that's energy too. That's, you know, there could be stuck energy down there. So just like clearing it out. That That's just really,
0: so so funny. people do
1: feng shui all the time. They just don't know it. But cleaning is a form of feng shui.
0: It's more intuitive than we think, isn't it? I mean, even like all the things that you're saying, I'm like, oh yeah, we sort of did that. I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I dream, tell me, (laughs) this is so dumb. I dream about high school all the time, endlessly. That's all I dream about, which is very strange to me because I have no, I don't really, in my conscious mind, I don't think about high school. What the heck is that? that? There's nothing under my bed. That sounds like a really great question
1: for like an intuitive Right?
0: I don't know. I'm like looking at Rachel, like Solve my dream problem. Girl, good. I'm gonna ask my my network of intuitives on this because it's like so bizarre. But good to know that there's no like yearbooks under my bed.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Did you meet your husband in high school?
0: No, but like right after. Okay. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Those are simple though, and I like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clearing up under the bed. What Uh, else? Let's see.
1: We have Covered a lot, oh, mirrors are one that I get asked about a lot. Mirrors and bedrooms is it good? Is it bad? Here's the thing with mirrors. If you can see yourself in the mirror when you're laying in bed, um that is just a lot of energy coming at you at night, and that could also mirrors can also cause like a third party in your relationship, which <laughs> if you want to be coupled up and committed and married and partnered up you most likely don't want a third party. So then I would suggest covering up the mirror at night or removing the mirror. Hmm. And people do have mirrors in their room. And it's like a round, decorative, artistic, you know, decorative mirror. Sure. And so when you're in bed and you don't see yourself in the mirror, that's that's fine. But again, this is where your intuition comes in. And you might hang up a mirror and go, God, I'm restless. I can't sleep. I have anxiety. Well, maybe you don't want to have the mirror because maybe it's just too much energy for you. Mm-hmm. So that's the other piece of feng shui. It's very intuitive, and you can tune into your own energy once you make what I call a feng shui adjustment, or a feng shui cure, or an enhancement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, just see how you're feeling, because you will, you will, your life will be a meta your space will be a metaphor for your life. So something if you've made a shift and something's changed in your life, you might go, well, gosh, what did I do? Hmm. Well, I just, I had one client that had put a, they were having some changes in wealth and health in the house. And I said, well, gosh, when did these problems come up in your health and wealth? And it was like, oh, maybe two or three months ago. And I said, well, what did you change in the house? So we walked around. They're like, well, I just put this door out in, the, in this garage and that happened to be their wealth corner. I said, oh, this is a new side door. Okay, well, you feel like money's been flying, disappearing a little bit, or is it flying out the door? They're like, it's not flying out the door, but it's definitely like things <laughs> have gone away from us yeah, a little bit. So I gave them some adjustments to, to cure that energy in the wealth corner, to anchor some of their energy there. Mm-hmm. So just suggesting to have like a wind chime over there to call in the wealth and bring it back into the house. And then just adding a few, like, purple amethyst stones to anchor the hmm. wealth in that corner.
0: And it was in their garage? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So the garage, what if it's a detached garage? What does that look like? Well, then it's not even part of the Bagua. Got it. Yeah. That helps. Okay. Yeah.
1: Huh. So anyway, we, we sidetracked from Ben. I'm glad that
0: that was a good example, though. Like, yeah. Such a tangible thing. Like, mm-hmm. let's put a wind chime in and call in some wealth. Yeah. Like, yes, please. Let's do yes, that. Yes, please. Yes. <laughs>
1: And and there are things you can do to call in a partner. So there may be people listening to this yes. that don't have one yet or they'd like to have their partner live with them or marry them. So yeah. there are things you can do. You want to talk about Yes, that? please. Yes. Do please. it. So some do's in calling in a partner would be, um, so adding some different colors. And you could add anything that would be like, spark fire and romance so it could be reds it could be pinks peach is also a a nice color for calling in a partner and is this
0: in your partnership part of the bagua or is this throughout the house you could
1: do this in any part of the house really because intention's everything sure so if you like peach you can just get some peonies right and put them in the kitchen and look at them every day Hmm. um you can work in your partnership area of the home Mostly I like to do it in the bedroom because that's what you're—that's where you're going to be sleeping and spending time, you know, intimate time with that partner. Mm-hmm. So in order to narrow this down for people listening, I think its it's nice to implement that stuff in your bedroom if you can.
0: Okay, so bring some color mm-hmm. into your bedroom. Yeah. Cool.
1: And then make sure that you have, like, the headboard that I yep. mentioned before that. and that you have space for this person. And then having two nightstands also in the bedroom. Yes, it's yeah. <laughs> it's about equality and support for both people.
0: Yeah. Okay. And and you agree with that, or you? I do. I'm like I'm excited because we I've done all these things. And mm. It has been intuitive. I don't necessarily know mm. a lot. I mean, I know some about yeah. Feng Shui, but like I love that I did two nightstands. What? Yeah. Equality. Yes. Yeah. Well, and
1: even in my own experience, I had a bedroom that didn't. Or a bedroom set that I bought that came with one nightstand. And so I was like, why? You know, I really want a relationship. I'm just having these people that are like, they just, you know, they just want one nightstand. I was like, oh, one nightstand in quotes, right? Oh. So I was like, God. okay, I'm a feng shui lady. I, I, And this was like probably newer in my feng shui career where I learned that. And I went, okay, well, this is an easy thing. Just get two nightstands. I had a limited amount of space, but I got, I found small ones that would fit. Yeah. And then I had, then I had to go buy some lamps, which was like, hey, great, I get to dress up my room. So I got two matching lamps, and it just helped balance the energy. And then I also sold the one nightstand because I didn't need it. Yeah. And, and and I often see, like, with single men, you know, they're like, oh, like I've gone to their house, you know, someone you start dating, and, and you're like, oh, I have, you know, I like to have my water at night. And I'm like, oh, where do I put it? There's only <laughs> There's yeah. no nightstand, so... That's a really big intention if you do want someone in your life that they have that space to put their water at night or maybe they put that one book that they're reading before bed or, or they have glasses they need to wear in the morning. Uh-huh. They have that place to put it. Or me, it's my chapstick. I'm like, oh, where do I put my chapstick? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Very important stuff. That's so, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's simple, but yeah, if you're calling in partnership, there's got to be some space for someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And they don't have to be
1: matchy-matchy. I prefer that, and that's just me. They Mm -hmm. don't have to be, you want them to be somewhat proportional, like not one that's super huge and one that's little, because then one person might be dominant in the relationship. So you just have to think about how does this stuff energetically, you know, show up, or I like to say play out. And and like sometimes I'll, you know, I'll go into somebody's home and they'll say one of the people has a health problem. Like, oh, your husband has a health problem. Oh, what? Is he sleeping on this side of the bed, with the one without the nightstand? They're like, yeah, how did you know that? I'm like, well, because you have a nightstand and he doesn't, and he needs some extra support. You both need support. And that would just be one simple thing to help support him and his health and his life, to add (laughs) a nightstand. They're like, done, I can do that. Easy.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Rachel's, we're going to pause this. She's going to look at my bedroom, give me some tweaks. Luckily, I feel like for the most part, this is kind of, happening so thank goodness um what do you means happening like you feel like you've got it set up pretty good kind of yeah. yeah like based on what you said are some of the bigger no-nos mm-hmm. got that in place so it'll be yeah. interesting to see like even one or two tweaks see what happens so so you ready to go let's look at do your, it like, yeah on? we're gonna we're gonna pause and she's gonna come back and give me some pointers all right we took a peek at our bedroom my bedroom <laughs> Not mine and Rachel's bedroom.
1: Right. You and your husband. Mine yeah. and my
0: husband's bedroom. We are in a bedroom right now that is a three-year-old's bedroom, mm-hmm. but this was an adult bedroom. So, mm-hmm. Rachel, tell listeners what you discover, good things. I, I say good and bad, and Rachel will talk about why we shouldn't say that, because that's not really the truth.
1: Well, she did ask me of something about her closet. She said, if there's a lot of chaos in the closet, is that bad? <laughs> I said, well, that's a really great question. And... It's not really good or bad. It's just, how does it make you feel? And for her, having order in the closet is important. And if it's chaotic in there, it does affect her. She feels maybe a little uneasy or anxious. And for John, her husband, it doesn't really bother him. Mm -hmm. However, it could play out that he can't find things easily. He might be running late or... Asking questions of her, like, well, where's my thing? And it's like, he does do that. Dude, it's Sorry, in your John. closet. You know, have it <laughs> ordered. And, you know, you just might feel how it would affect you. Um, and, and if you are thinking that just because things are behind closed doors, they don't affect you, but that's not true at all. Um, the things that she's doing well in there is it's very balanced. And when I say balance, um, her and John both have a little round table on each side of the bed for them, and they're matching. And so they both have a place to put their, there's one person that has some books, and then there's another person that has the alarm clock and the salt lamp.
0: Which is me, definitely. And and a little tree, a little, A little fake tree. Yes, a little
1: plant. So that's good because they both have room to do something in there, and it's equal. Um, And so there's a few things that she thought, oh, hey, what would it be like? for people you know her room is a lot of whites and then like i said a few earth tones but she wanted to know like for people who want to spice up their life in their bedroom or maybe you want to tone it down right there's a lot you can do in the bedroom right either way because it's those three r's there's the rest things that support your rest so maybe there's too much red in your room and you're just like i am so energized i never can sleep (laughs) well then i would tone down that okay um if you're like hey there has not been enough romance lately. Like what can I do to spice this up? Well, then you can add some candles cause that is adding that fire element we talked about. Okay. Um, and they could be colors of your, any of your choice, things that match your bedroom, but you could specifically get pink or red or like a peach to like, you know, those are some good colors for romance. Mm-hmm. And then, um, what else could we do in there to spice things up? Oh, work with pillows or your comforter. um, Having some round shapes in the room just to create that, like, um, what I say? She has two round nightstands, so that's also good for having good conversation. Oh. And maybe you really like pillow talk. So that's how some of those round shapes can have you just be more of a holistic, you know, picture yourselves as two circles that can join together.
0: Sure. I don't like pillow talk, so I'm going to limit them. Okay. Pillow-
1: going <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, so tired
0: at the end of the night. Right. I just am, like, don't talk to me. I have to yeah. go to bed. <laughs>
1: tired peace out so this is good this i can go both ways i love that information yeah and then the rejuvenation is just you know she has a salt the salt lamp in there so that's all about like purifying the air and getting positive ions in the room um those are great things to have to Mm -hmm. add balance to the room so it depends on what you're looking for you can take things away you can add things you know Mm -hmm. if you want more or less of Earth energy. I feel like you can't ever get out of bed. Then you want to look at—do I have too many like earth elements in the room? Like, is there too much yellow, too much brown or green? You want to lessen that because you want to get up. Mm-hmm. So those would be things I would look for in rooms. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And then cool. she has one challenging, interesting thing in the room. Yeah. So she actually has a door. So she's her bedroom's on the second level of the home, and there's a door in her room that leads out to the roof. And it's a flat roof, and um, it's a door that she doesn't use, so it's technically a dead door. So that would be something that I've suggested a few things to her. And so one thing I said to her was, well, maybe, you know, maybe you do want to just embrace the door, because she, right now, she has her little dog kennel in there in front of the door, and her dogs are kind of protecting her from that vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Um, So I said, maybe just embrace the door and kind of open it up and, like. Um, Create a little balcony out there. And, of course, that takes time and money, and it's it's probably not something she'll do tomorrow. Um, And then there are a few cures, like an adjustment I could give her to correct that, and those are things I don't have memorized because there are um, a a lot of adjustments that I've been given from my teachers. Mm -hmm. So she's received them from her teacher, so those are things that I could pass down to you um, in the verbal, traditional way. That are like nine or ten steps. So that is more involved than just doing one or two little simple things.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for doing that. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I feel like I learned so much in the last like 40 minutes. So for listeners that want to find you and all that you know about Hmm. this, yeah, how do they find you? Well, I have a website called
1: yourvibrantspace.com. That's an easy way to find me. And then everybody loves the sh- the social, the social, the social. Yeah, So you can find <laughs> me on Facebook. It's my first and last name, Rachel Leslie, and so I'm my Instagram handles R L O, Feng Shui Realtor M P L S. Okay, it's kind of a long one. I'll link that up too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the best places to find me.
0: And you do consultant um, gigs with people that are like established in their homes. I mean you kind of do yeah. the broad spectrum of interested people.
1: I do. I work with homeowners who are buying, selling, obviously, and then people who are have lived there for a long time that are really interested in, you know, shifting the energy or they've played with feng shui and they're like, I just really need an expert to come help me with like my wealth corner my health corner. I mean, I just I hear that a lot. Okay. Um, but I work with small businesses too. And then offices,
0: yes, yeah, okay, wonderful. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing all of your knowledge today, Rachel. This was so fun. I think the main thing to
1: leave people with, too, is you know how feng shui happens in layers, it's kind of like, yeah, building a sandwich, you build it, bread, you know, maybe it's bread, butter, meat, lettuce, tomato, whatever you're putting on there. But feng shui is like that, too. So don't try to tackle, excuse me, everything. That you want to improve or enhance in your life. Just like we said, start with one area of your life and one area of the home. And that will build momentum to get you going to take other steps and, and shift other things. So take your time with this. Take your time. Enjoy it. Yeah, it's fun. Play with it. It is fun. It's just like totally. And if you change something you don't like it, well, guess what? You can change it again. Mm-hmm. And yeah. follow your instincts. So that's my main takeaways today.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. Stay in the flow, everyone. Stay in the flow. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again for tuning in today, listeners. If you like what you're hearing, do me a favor. Give the show a quick comment and a rating and even better, share it with a friend. They might need it right now. Tune in um, sooner than later for our next episode. Thanks, everyone.